In any life, we have highs and lows, light and dark, wins and losses. What happens when we encounter that moment in time when what happens next could change everything? Join us as we step into another person's inspirational moment and see how we can connect their experience to ours. This is Greg Stevens, and you're listening to A Shot of Inspiration. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Inspiration. I'm Greg Stevens, your host, and I've got a real special treat this week. I've got someone I met in my mastermind class. I'm putting together a mastermind, and this is Kathleen Clemens. And Kathleen, his, every time we showed up, she just has an amazing smile on her face, and she's helped me a couple of times in the class and I thought it'd be great to have her on the on the show. And Kathleen, I'm going to let you tell a little about yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Yeah, I've been in marketing for two decades and digital marketing since basically the dawn of digital marketing. And yeah, we I met Greg when we were both deciding to add a mastermind to our offerings. For me, it was a major pivot. I had just shut down a digital agency, a content marketing agency, and I knew that I wanted to transition away from the done-for-you services into group coaching. And we had a wonderful mentor, Chris Williams. Look him up if you don't know him. And he helped us not just with the step one, do this, step two, do this, but to really take a step back and think about like, why we want to do this kind of work in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is great because what I love about Chris is he's there to really serve you and help you along. And he's really great at setting up masterminds. And if you've got some type of specialty, you're really good at something, you ought to check Chris out and check out a mastermind, putting something together for yourself as well. But Kathleen, what I'd like to do is talk about kind of how you found your career and maybe some inspirational moments or things that happened to you that had you have breakthrough results that, that really helped you to get to where you are today. Yeah, sure. I got into digital marketing because I had a cold calling sales job that I didn't like making all these cold calls. Can I ask you, where were you you cold calling? What were you doing specifically? It was 2008 and I was working for a hospitality recruiting company and we were going after high-end four and five-star hotels. It was the end of 2008. We were at the very beginning of the biggest recession in my working career and it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. And, but I had that job, like I said, lasted about four months because that company couldn't sustain itself through a recession where a whole bunch of hotels like laid off all their sales staff. But what it did for me was it made me not afraid of calling. And when I went to another company I we were I was selling software to help farmers markets manage their farmers market vendors better and okay. they weren't super receptive to cold calling because a lot of farmers market managers are volunteers and work on Saturdays and that's it and so they were hard to pin down and I was also tired of cold calling and so I started looking into content marketing and at the time it was 
pitched in a way that said, look, if you start doing this stuff online, people will come to you instead of you having to cold call. And I said, boss, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. And that was the beginning of my marketing career. Certainly at that time, no one else was writing ways farmers market managers can manage their data better. I might still rank for those keywords (laughs) all these years later. But the thing that threw me into entrepreneurship more than anything else was my mom, actually. She had, she was a very ambitious woman, a hospital administrator, registered nurse who got really sick and was trying to get medical leave, was trying to get her employer to pay for her to not work anymore. And she died. And I thought, gosh, that can't be, that can't be how I go. I don't want to, I don't want to die trying to figure out how to game a system. I want to leave the system altogether. Right. And what year was that, Kathleen? 2013. 2013. And can I ask how that occurred? Can you give us any detail around what actually happened while she was trying to get, they wouldn't give medical leave or anything? She had broken her hip and then she had broken her, she had to have neck surgery and she wasn't recovering very well from that. And that was ultimately what sent her back to the hospital and how she passed at all. But what really happened was this her body was breaking down and she just thought I've been working so hard for this company and they're not, they're not going to bat for me. And like, no, no company does no company, no organization cares about the employer nearly as much as the employer cares, or excuse me, about the employee nearly as much as the employee cares about their patients to that employer. Mm, Um, And I thought if we're just all that replaceable and if job security is really that big of a myth, then maybe it's not so risky to make this jump. That's a really insightful way to look at it because I think you're right. Most people go to work and they want to do a really good job for their employer. They want to, they, I wouldn't say most people, many people go to their employer and want to do a good job. And the expectation is that your employer does the same for you. And I do find that in smaller companies, but in some of the larger, sometimes it works that way, sometimes it doesn't. And if it doesn't, it's really disempowering and dis- and leaves people disillusioned about the whole process. I've run into that many times because that's where you give most of your life, most of your what we call sweat equity and trying to do a great job. And then you expect someone, if you're doing a great job for them, to actually support you when you need those things. Yeah. So what was, so in 2013, did you just, is that when you decided to go full-blown entrepreneur and just uh, make it happen for yourself? I think it took a little bit longer than that, but it was Mm -hmm. 2014 when I made the leap. And I also was working for a company that was teaching me all about inbound marketing, which is what they called it then. And now they still call it all the same things, but it was in 2013, one of the only fully remote companies that existed. And I was nervous about taking the work from home job where none of my coworkers would be in the office with me. It's not yeah. something I'd ever done before. Would I be one of those weirdos that tries to make really intense conversations at the grocery store because I'm not seeing anybody else? The things that extroverts worry about. And once th- once I realized I, I could do that and I 
didn't get kicked out of any grocery stores. I realized like that was the thing that made me think I wasn't able to do it for myself. And there's not a huge difference between inbound marketing and blogging, for example. And that was where I had a lot of experience. And so I thought, now I know the HubSpot world. Now I know the corporate blogging world. Again, back to content marketing. I think I can do this on my own. And that was, yeah, that was 2013, 2014. I can't remember exactly, (laughs) but, and then, and so have been a part of many online businesses since then. Okay. And you're really good at what you do. You've worked with us, helped us a little with my company. And I think you have to have a little more than just a little knowledge along the way. Why is it that you really do what you do? You seem to really, when we're talking about ideas around marketing, you light up and you're, you're, I can see your brain goes on and things in a way that most people don't around marketing. What is that for you? Why does that show up for you like that? First of all, thank you. Second, I have no idea. I, I surround myself with people who just hate marketing themselves, hate marketing their business. And I come in, I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. And it's it makes me feel like a big weirdo. But my mission, the thing that drives me is that I surround myself with smartest people I've ever met. And they're not the ones that are printing money on the internet. And so I want to change that. I really want more people who are as smart and knowledgeable in their fields to make the money that they ought to. And that like, when I can do that, when I tell people like, Hey, if you do this one thing, you'll make a lot more money. They come to me a few months later and they say, I didn't think that was going to work, but (laughs) here's my receipts. And it's so exciting. It's the thing that yeah, that you're right. Marketing is just the vehicle. And yeah, I can nerd out about marketing topics all day. But the truth is getting experts paid what they ought to be paid, what lights me up. I love that because that's the whole premise and what we do to the mastermind. It's help people, help them bridge that gap to where they want to go, help them get past some of their pain and the obstacles in their way. And I see that you do that beautifully. Jamie, my business partner who's worked with you, she's just raved about the help you've given her. And thank you so much. That's been so good. Now, as you've been working, what are some of the more inspirational, maybe groups you've worked with or people you've gotten to market that you thought, this is really cool to be able to go out and do this? Because I want to show people what you can do for some of these groups, because I'd like to send people who hear this that need help to be able to reach out to you and say, Kathleen, I've got this thing going on. I need some help here. What are a couple of stories of people you've helped? Because I think to me, that's inspirational when you're going out, not just doing your job, but I can tell you want to go really hit home runs for them. So uh, give us a couple of those stories or a couple of companies you've worked with. Sure. The first one that comes to mind is a woman named Kayla Sloan. And she came to me years ago and said, I'm doing this work. She was a virtual assistant and she was maxed out. She she said, I'm working all the time. I'm making decent money, but it's all the time for money exchange. And yet people who ask me all the time about how to become a virtual assistant, and so this is where my like my my face turns into like dollar signs, right? I and so if if anybody's listening to this and gets somebody, not somebody, three different people asking them the same question, 
there's a product there. There's an info product there. And so what I told her was, you need to create a course. And she said, do you think people would buy it? I said, everybody who's asking you those questions is a potential buyer. And she said, I didn't even think about it that way. And so that was very exciting. And she went off on her own. She came back and she said, okay, I did it. Now, how do I sell it? And I looked at her website and I said, there's no button to your sales page on your homepage. She said, I don't have a sales page. (laughs) I was like, okay, step two, let's do that. And then they, she put the sales page up. I think I wrote that one for her anyway, but she, she, she puts the sales page up. She puts a link from the homepage and she makes money one year. She makes $25,000. And she said, Oh, that's pretty good. And I said, yeah, that's pretty good for not doing anything. <laughs> and why don't we work together? And so we worked together for a year and we made a hundred thousand dollars on that same product. And I have a case study on my website about it because it's very fun. And essentially we create what, and she was a wonderful client to work with because we created a webinar presentation. I don't think we're allowed to call them webinars anymore because it's 2022, almost 2023. It's definitely not that now. What are they called now? Whatever. Workshop, (laughs) masterclass. Like you don't want to, I don't know. It's very funny. It's if you rename it, then it's like a whole new thing. Right. But This So we created the slide deck. She ran it every week or every month for a week. So three times a month, every month and got really good at it. By the end of the year, she said, I need a new webinar. I'm tired of every single slide in this because I've I've recorded it. I have read it live. I've presented it live about 50 times. And I said, yeah, I think that's fair. But the reason I really like this, and a lot of people will say, this case study is from 2019. Are you sure this kind of thing would work? And maybe not this exact framework would work. But the thing to remember is that she was consistent month after month, consistent. And a good, for courses, a good rule of thumb is to have a higher price point off the shelf and then give expiring discounts to people who come to your presentation live. So that's, that was the lion's share of how we created, we turned 25,000 into a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And what I liked about that says you might not work today, but I know how your mind works. You would figure out a way what works today. <laughs> that's people the are still printing money with <laughs> info products. Right. Uh, anybody who tells you that info products are dead is selling an info product and doesn't want to reduce their market share. It doesn't want another. Yeah, I checked one out the other day and it was interesting. I I was talking about transformational work, what I do. And I went to it and I see the whole marketing piece, but his program, I sat through it and I was just like, this could be done much better. This could be done Mm -hmm. much better. He has got the marketing piece in being able to, like you said, print that money, even though he doesn't have that experience, I think, from what it was. There's a lot of good ones out there, and there's probably a lot of bad ones, too. And I'm sure a little of both. Yeah, and that's that's a great point, Greg, because that's the person that I want to reach. Not the person who's really good at marketing, but the person who isn't, who could just have a great revenue stream if they applied marketing to it. And a lot of times the problem is the people that create info products in the first place 
are service providers. So they're maxed out, they're tapped out, they're working through higher end, higher ticket services, graphic designers, web designers, those kinds of things. And they don't have time to create a product, but maybe they listen to some guru who said, listen, an online course is what you need. And so they spend all this time creating it. They put their heads down. They're not filling their pipeline while they're creating this product. And then by the time the info product is done, they're ready to launch it, but then their client work has dried up and they can't. So let's say their service is $10,000, but their info products is $1,000 maybe at the most. There's just the ceiling for stuff that doesn't require interactivity. And you don't have to be an economist or a mathematician to know that it's easier to make $10,000 by finding another client than it is to find 10 buyers of something that's not proven. They put their digital product on the shelf and then they never get back to it because they have to find a new client. They have to fill their pipeline. And then there's this back of the head worry that what if what I'm creating is the thing that will cannibalize my offer? I don't want my clients spending $1,000 with me versus $10,000 with me. That's ridiculous. And so then they worry about that without ever like setting up any marketing, without ever realizing that the person who will pay you to do it is not the same person who will pay you to learn how to do it. Yeah. And that's, and so you go in and so if I were to say, out there, who is your star client? You said the people who are masters in what they do, really good in that. What else? Kind of, who do you like working with? Solopreneurs and tiny companies, um, coaches, okay. consultants, service yeah. providers. I want what I really want is to help freelancers get to the point where they could take a day off without it feeling like they're giving up on money. I love that. I love that because now you're touching on their quality of life and all the other things and you're getting to do what you love as well. Kathleen, before we break, is there any other inspirational story you would like to share maybe of a different client or something else that you've encountered as you've gone out to market and and reach out maybe a even a nugget of insight for someone? Yeah, so My nugget of insight is that if you've been in business for even just two years, you have an info product sitting in your Google Drive. It's just a matter of finding it and packaging it and getting it sold. So when I work with people, it's more about, let's see what you have. Let's audit what you have. Let's think about the questions people are asking you so that we don't get into blank page syndrome the people that I work with the most are great at creating. They're great at it. They want to go and take an idea and not talk again for two months and then come back and have it. Okay, it's done. I don't want that. I, there's no, no way that you, you have any need to create anything new. You just need to think about how you can teach the people that you're serving or how you can teach the people who were like you two years ago. That's great. That's great. Folks, I really encourage you to reach out to Kathleen. Kathleen, real quick, if you could give just verbally how people can get a hold of you, because we are going to put this on social media, but I would, where some people are auditory learners, real quick, if you could just share how to get a hold of you. Yeah, I'm at thewellpaidexpert.com. 
wellpaidexpert.com. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I appreciate it. And everyone, thank you for being here for another Shot of Inspiration. See you next time. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Kathleen. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Shot of Inspiration. If you like this or any of our other episodes, make sure you rate it and share it with a friend. This is Greg Stevens, and we look forward to being with you next time. Until then, be bold, be courageous, and respectfully speak your truth.